0: Hi. hi welcome to another film critters processes Point <laughs> hello i i i want to say it's been a minute but i think we actually it is actually not been a minute i think we did one like at the start of like kind of at the start of this month right
1: um, it's been some time, I mean, like, w- it was kind of the first half of the month where we, like, front-loaded, or the first half of August, I should say, because today, we're recording it on the last day of August, not to date ourselves, but, you know, uh, yeah, we, we, we front-loaded our content, but now we're back, uh, we're talking about two more movies, watching yet more movies in quarantine, uh, having the, the times of our lives,
0: uh, this is truly the summer of endless summer (laughs) (laughs)
1: 520,000 days of summer
0: we did actually get to get to see each other In person recently from across a yard on either end of a fire. Yeah. uh, So the fire would would burn any germs that escaped.
1: (laughs) That's absolutely true. Yeah. If you guys can plan out your social socially distanced hangouts, um, you know, try to be responsible. We we had we we were masked up. We had a bunch of friends around and we were all keeping our trying to keep our six feet uh, doing the damn thing. Um, It is possible. Uh, just be be fucking careful. <laughs> Please be careful. Be safe.
0: Yeah, no, be, be sorry about it, but like don't don't let yourself go crazy in, in quarantine because that will probably inevitably lead you to just being like, fuck it, I'll take all of the risks rather than like, Man, take take measured risks and then that way you get you get your simulation. If you've been locked up as long as we have at this point, you probably don't really need a lot. <laughs> a little bit goes a long way at this point, oh yeah, uh,
1: but live to fight another uh, day don't go don't go crazy in your yellow wallpaper uh situations um but yeah, uh like I said, we watched two movies also i'm baru i'm uh
0: I'm Jay Barad. this has been our quarantine update, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy,
1: uh yeah my quarantine update is that I've been watching the sopranos and it's it's fucking great I having a great uh, we've time we're talking about
0: God, we've, we've been considering starting. Up. My, my quarantine update is that I started watching Hannibal, and it's also been a great. Time. Oh, Hannibal's great! I'm I'm becoming a normie in quarantine.
1: Yeah, we're about to we're about to start our TV review podcast. Um, just because, just to have something to do, whatever.
0: Which? Oh, uh, yeah, we're talking about. Um, it's not tomorrow. She dies. She dies tomorrow. <laughs> she we dies just at are some discussing point. this. Yeah. She's she's she kicks it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, she dies tomorrow. Um and then later on we're gonna talk about House of Hummingbird. I'll put a timestamp in for that. Uh but yeah, uh she dies tomorrow. Uh Jay, what did you think of oh, She Dies Tomorrow?
0: So I have now actually seen it uh kind of twice, and I say kind of twice is because the, the first time I saw it was that there was a drive in theater that was showing it. And it was like, oh, it's showing two recently released horror films. Like, I, I want to check that out. I, I, I would like to go to a, to a, uh, a drive-in theater. I haven't been to one of those in ages. <laughs> um, and uh, the other movie was Rental, which sucked. And then this one, I like literally could not tell if it was like if I liked it or not because it was the first movie, and I spent probably half of the runtime. Uh, trying to find an angle that I could, like, lean in the back and, like, watch the movie, that didn't make my neck hurt.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the driving experience a little bit.
0: Uh, so, so we realized, okay, if we do this again next time, we got to bring, like, chairs and then just put them outside next to the car. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw a bunch of teens doing that, and I was like, those clever bastards. <laughs> but I, I liked it when I saw it then. Uh, and then I went and saw... I, I rewatched it again recently, and I still don't really know how I feel about it. I kind of like it, but I kind of like it because it's extremely annoying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Uh, how is how, what, how, what? How would you expound on that?
0: The, so the first time I saw it, and I, I rewatching it, I still feel this say it feels like a full length adaptation of like a Tim and Eric bedtime stories bit.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Um, it, and so it's like it's you know, it's it's like a comedy horror. It's a horror film that there has like a lot of like jokes in it, and I would say like really like fairly well executed like like delivery on a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and so to me, it's it just has the problem of being a very like super overly indulgent film, like visually, because it's like there's a lot of just like very similar to something like inland empire like kind of like just meandering moments in the film sure like just long stretches of just a character sitting in her living room on the floor crying and looking at things and then staring into flashing colored lights for like a minute while like weird sound is playing right Um, yeah and i kind of vibe. like i kind of am like okay this is you just making like Basically, whatever the fuck you want with your movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's a quality for women to do that.
1: I mean, yeah, I I, I agree. Um, I kind of hated it. <laughs>
0: See, like, that's that's why I say, like, I'm very torn on it Because it's like, this is like a movie where it's like If the thumb was, like, it was on the scale in either direction I would have absolutely hated this I don't even know if I particularly enjoyed watching it But it was, like, a movie I could watch and just be like You're just, like, doing whatever the fuck you want And, like, I kind of got to respect that Yeah, yeah
1: Yeah, I will say that, like, the performances were really good Uh, they, uh clearly developed the characters in a certain way where like, it it felt like the characters themselves were really well realized and their interactions and stuff like that were technically interesting. Uh, That said, without like a very kind of thorough, like the, the script doesn't really have any like depth to it to me. Uh, because it's it's just a bunch of people kind of sitting around talking about how they're gonna die, talking about their problems, talking about things that they've done in the past off screen, uh, which I think sucks horribly. <laughs> 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 and uh, there, it's just really, yeah, it, it's really, really underdeveloped, and it's really it's stylistic, uh, but nothing really like supports the style. There's no like substance, so you just see all of these good performances of uninteresting character conflict and really uninteresting like character dynamics like there were some moments that were like kind of funny-ish like the way that the way that like one of the main characters kind of ruined the party that everyone was hosting by you know huge air quotes like making it about her which is i think is like kind of what the movie was about uh this sort of, like, feeling of, like, people making things about themselves or whatever, but I, yeah, no, like, it it just kind of went nowhere for me. It was, it was just a bunch of, uh, kind of, I don't know, not to sound whatever, but just, like, kind of annoying, sort of, like, millennial-ish people, uh, being like, oh, my life sucks, oh, I have, I'm gonna die tomorrow, uh, blah 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 blah. I yeah i don't know
0: no i think that's i think that's all. like is, like i said like uh it, it, it's hard for you to be like what did i think of this film just because it's like i literally agree with all of that <laughs> like all of that is like is true like yeah the characters aren't really well developed it's very stylistic but there's not really a lot of substance to it because it the uh the bit about it being like a full-length tim and eric episode is that it is really just like one concept which is what if you decided, what if you became convinced that you were going to die tomorrow and then yeah. you like went around and telling people that, and everybody that you told that to then became infected with like the same, just overwhelming sense that they are going to die tomorrow.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: and it it is, I, I do agree. I, I feel like there's definitely like a better film that could have been made out of that. Like I feel like you could do like a a really interesting like just sort of like concept about like the the contag the, the paranoia contagion out of that and the film doesn't really do anything with that, which is disappointing. Yeah. But I just kinda like that it's just like Welcome to my movie. It's about how I have a it's about how I have panic disorder. <laughs> this is my movie about having a panic attack and nobody nobody liking when I have panic attacks at the party.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I'm very 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 interested by the prospect of treating sort of mental illnesses as uh the sort of physical illnesses that they are, right? Because there's this um I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if I'm necessarily uh off base in kind of saying this, but I feel like there's this general generalized assumption that like mental illnesses are not physical or are like separated from the physical realm of your body, but like that's what that's what like you know neurons and shit are and brain cells that's like it's 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 absolutely you know physical and depression is like a depression and anxiety are physical things that affect you the idea of that kind of thing being contagious is really really interesting to me but the film doesn't really point its camera to that the film kind of points its camera at the people themselves as they're like experiencing it it kind of like drowns itself in their sort of like everyday problems in a way that like you know, depression and anxiety are, are a little bit more sort of perennial. They're 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 not so much based off of like I don't know, not so much based off of like small, uh kind of social things, I guess. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but it, like uh yeah, the, the it, it felt like the movie was like, oh my god, drama. There's so much drama <laughs> that comes with having anxiety. I kept, I can't take all this drama. Uh, and not really talking about the sort of like fictional, like contagious disease that it that it made up. I guess.
0: No, I I, I think that's true, and it's like it's. Uh, I, I think a part of that is because it's like a, I read up on it, and the director was like, "Yeah, this is a movie I made about like the the, the like I think she said like the inspiration for it came from like." Trying to essentially explain like panic attacks to people, and and like getting the sort of like, well, why don't you just stop? <laughs> like, <laughs> like response, just to, like, yeah. well, why don't you? Wait, like, are you like sad? <laughs> like, are you actually like sad? Um, <laughs> and so it's like it's that to that extent. It's like I think that's partially where it comes from. But I I, I think you're right. Where it's like that's such an interesting idea, and I think like could make for, like, really good, even some sort of, like, comedy horror to the extent of, like, okay, show a film depicting, like, all of the stress and terror and, like, awful, just, like, loomingness of an anxiety attack and then add the idea of, like, okay, now what if you could, like, give that to other people? Like, what if that was, like, literally a contagious, like, condition?
1: Right, yeah.
0: Because, like, that's, and that's a lot of potential and then a lot of it, what it is, is just sort of, like, Kind of replicating like very obvious like things that have happened because I had a panic attack at a party and it was awkward yeah. and it was awkward turtle moment.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I. I hesitate to say that it could have been longer. It, it could have been meatier, um, for sure. Like it could have. I I just have like very sort of like nitty gritty hard to explain issues with like how it uh, introduces and portrays like the character relationships and like the conflicts and um, some of the stuff that happens because uh, it's it's just like all right it's time to accept all of these facts about about all of these people and all of these places and settings and uh, you know where 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 like the movie doesn't really give you any. Uh, frame of reference or it doesn't really kind of explain a lot of the things that happen uh kind of before people get the contagion like it, it would have been uh interesting to see that one character oh god uh i'm not going to remember anybody's names uh but the character who kind of the character who like shut off his dad's life support uh yeah like maybe i'm misremembering i, I only watched i only watched the movie once so you know take that take that how you will uh, but I, I got the, the impression that I got is that they didn't really talk about his dad, like, prior to him getting the disease, and, like, t- same, same goes for, like, a lot of the different conflicts, like, the, uh, the person he's dating, like, talking about breaking up with him, uh, like, that all happens, like, after the disease, they're, j- they're they don't really, like, set any of that up in, like, the early parts of the movie, for at least from what I remember, maybe I'm misremembering, but, um... So you know you d- you don't have like a uh, jumping off point uh, prior. It just kind of goes into it like when they're in the shit. <laughs> um,
0: no, uh, no, 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 you're, you're right. Like there's like a a having rewatched it, I don't remember still even like there being any real introduction of who those characters are. I think the closest is that the first character who kind of like is like the beginning and end of the film. Uh, When she calls the woman who's the sister, um, she's talking about, like, oh, my God, I got texted to get... uh, She's on the phone. She's like, are you laying down? Are you talking into your pillow? Like, I can't understand you. I need you to speak up. And then she also mentions, like, oh, my God, my brother's texting me. He wants me to come to his party. I don't want to come to his party. I think his wife hates me. Like, I think that's the most they set up, is that, like... Is that the the sister shows up who shows up to that party didn't actually want to go to the party and like lie to get out of it right. so there's some kind of like conflict set up there, but a lot of the larger conflicts that that come out from that like the 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 man's father being sick and in the hospital, the couple being on like dire straits, even like the the kid stuff, like them having kids was very confusing yeah because like they don't they, they, it's, a, it's actually a thing where I feel like. Something that would have worked better, could have even have been going further in the opposite direction, mm. and that um when the original character like disappears for a bit, I think it would have been interesting if she's just out of the movie, oh yeah, like just like you know maybe maybe put the scene with her and the boyfriend uh like kind of near the start of the movie, um. And then just, like, she disappears. So, like, you as the audience also don't know if she's alive, if she's dead, if she's just turned her phone off, like, what's going on? And so instead of, like, following all of these characters to this film, it's sort of just as they infect more people, we then just follow, like, those people. And it just becomes almost like a series of vignettes as you start to have these, like, growing parallel narratives of, like, just, like, this panic disorder spreading across the city right yeah because uh, that's that's where i thought it was going at first and then i i forgot that in like la- like the last 20 minutes it's like oh no all those characters we introduced like now we're going to resolve all of their conflicts and i was like i didn't really care about their conflicts i <laughs> i just kind of thought that they were a vehicle for the panic disorder uh conflict
1: yeah it didn't it did seem like the movie was really trying super hard to make the audience care about their con like the movie was kind of framing their conflicts as really petty and that's the whole thing. Like, when the movie started, it was kind of, like, a funny idea of where, like, one of the girls is, like, hyper-serious. The Amy, I think, is the name of the main character. I might be wrong. Uh, but her... She's, like, having this really serious time, this, like, mental health crisis. And then she's talking on the phone, and, like, her sister launches into all these, like, petty, petty things. Uh, but, like, the petty sort of concerns kind of continued after people got the virus which is not necessarily like unbelievable to me but it was just like oh you actually want me to like be thinking about this you actually want me to care about these things that you just framed as as being kind of inconsequential in comparison to you know the 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 main plot element that you set up uh so it's it's kind of complicated like I, I would have I, I think I would have like like you like you kind of said, like, I think I would have appreciated it more um, if it went in kind of like a, a slacker direction uh, where it just kind of ping pongs between like all of these different people who are getting it. And like you get like little vignettes of how it how it's affecting them, uh, as opposed to like, let's just kind of steep with these. Um, you know, with these characters and these specific conflicts and stuff. Uh, that I was, that I was, you know, kind of
0: whatever on. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a fair thing. Also, something I didn't notice when I watched this the first time, and I only noticed because I was looking something up. Uh, the the two women who are in, um, not Amy, a Jane, the the sister, the two women who are like in her house when she just comes back. One of them is Michelle Rodriguez.
1: Cool love that
0: i i i was i completely forgot that like the, that those two people were in the movie but like when i was looking it up i saw the, like starring michelle rodriguez and i was like what the fuck i was like who the fuck was michelle rodriguez in this <laughs> um i i do think i think like maybe a small part of it is that uh the director uh amy simites um, is like a, like a hollywood actress like uh it's just tv produce yeah she's like a tv producer and tv star person
2: uh-huh. uh and so,
0: not to suggest that like she can't have interesting insight but i feel like that might be part of the problem is that like if she's drawing on an experience she has amongst like other actors and actresses that, that maybe <clears throat> the problem is just that they do actually have really shallow problems <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry uh, sorry she,
1: la she actors and this
0: actresses movie she paid for this movie with that uh, pet cemetery money. Ooh! Oh yeah!
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. she was in that.
0: She was in the. She was in the really bad remake of Pet
1: Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was funny when she was like playing the same like huge bummer song over and over and over again.
0: I I was just about to say that I was like I I think the thing that gets the the biggest laugh out of me in that that film is still the like the like. If you just imagine the, like, melodramatic, super melancholic song, you are probably thinking of the song that they use in this movie. Yeah. Uh, But just the continuing bit they'll have of it just stopping, like, mid, like, notes. (laughs) like when uh when jane first shows up at amy's house it just like it's like just building and like it's like building and building this like huge crescendo and then she walks in and the song just stops like just like halts to a complete silent stop (laughs) and it's like that that is what it feels like when you're having a panic attack and literally anything interrupts it yeah i i will say i also did really i admittedly was very weak for the fact that um i love the weird just like visual design of the film like like every time these characters are being overcome with an anxiety attack mm-hmm. it's just like this, like like this series of like neon lights and like flashes of like distorted imagery yeah. And uh like just like building whispering voices that like sound like they might have meaning to them, but like you're not really given any context. Like I, I really think that the film would have been best if like we were consistently shown things that we didn't have any context for because that is what it's like when someone is having a panic attack is like and they're trying to explain it to you, is that it sounds like complete gibberish.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I it is it it did kind of capture how like, overwhelming to the senses, a panic attack is, and how everything is just like super, super overwhelming. Uh, and yeah, like, like holding your head underwater and shit it made for a good, like, visual signature for the movie for sure.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's it, it's a thing where it's like it's it's what it's another one of those films where I, I watch it and I'm like, man, I can't wait for like. I don't know, like a high schooler or something to watch this and get really into it and then like make a better movie later. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Some 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 work is good because it's like you you can watch it and you're just like this will, this was going this is going to inspire some like real real good content.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I hope um I don't know. I I hope there's more movies that are like this that kind of explore the ins and outs of anxiety, panic attacks, the feeling of impending doom. Uh if anything, it was like it's definitely a timely movie. It came out at the right time. Uh I I just, you know, I obviously have my problems with it that I've already gone over. Uh, but I, I appreciate where it's coming from and what it's trying to do for sure. For sure, for sure.
0: Uh, here's <sighs> here's a here's a joke named title kind of, the movie that I came up with. Uh She Vays Tomorrow. Uh- Oh, bing, hey, what a bing. hey. That, that's, that could be a the, that could be a movie about jesse single's stupid theory of like transness as a social contagion <laughs> wait let's make that movie okay <laughs> <laughs> a movie where it's like at the start of the film she's on a date with a boyfriend and then uh he when he goes to get the pizza the pizza man uh is like a is like a trans. Like it's like a it's like a trans woman who's delivering his pizza, and she just goes like, oh, "You've got like egg vibes." <laughs> ah! And then he's just like, and he's like, "I think I might be trans." And then she hears that, and it's just like, "Oh, I think I might be trans." And then it just spreads. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: nobody steal that idea. Nobody take that. We're we're we're, we're the only ones it. that That's are gonna our... handle. We're the only ones <clears throat> that can handle that radioactive material. Actually, we're not, but you know what I mean.
0: We're, we're the only ones problematic both problematic and woke enough <laughs> <laughs> to, to strike the balance necessary to make that movie. Oh
1: my god
0: uh, um, yeah that sounds fun La- last things I, like, I will say I like that it's short. I like that it doesn't try to try to drag itself into too long of a film. Yeah yeah it was it
1: was a decent
0: length for what it was um, and I liked the bit at the start of the film where she's looking at urns. Uh, d- d- depressed online shop like anxious online shopping totally a thing so I like actually. and then I like that she decides that she wants to be a leather coat and then at the end of the film it reinforces that where <laughs> she's like okay I'm gonna go lay out in the middle of the desert because the guy I went and saw said that that's what I need to do if I wanna if I wanna be made into a leather coat when I die <laughs>
1: <laughs> what would you rather have spent your uh, anxiety money on.
0: Um, so like you can like order gabapentin online.
2: Damn,
0: <laughs> damn. So like, yeah, that's that, Like, like maybe like like instead of my my uh my uh drive in ticket price, like maybe maybe like getting some more uh, gabapentin. Because you know you can you can just never have. That.
1: Gabapentin rules. It's I'm I'm glad it's like. One of the one of the less kind of controlled substances. For people who don't know, gabapentin is uh an anti-anxiety medication. You can take it while you're having a panic attack and it'll uh basically, from what I hear, stop your panic attack. Uh I've I've so, uh, I've tried some before.
0: Uh it's it's the the thing that's interesting about it, and like part of the reason why it hasn't been like just like, oh this works. We better uh make it so you can't get it easily. Um is because it's actually it's, it's basically off-label use. It was originally developed as, uh, like, nerve medication for legs. Right, I That's think so is what funny. It is. Yeah, so it's just, but it's like, oh, it works for this. So, like, because it, it calms your nerves down and you can't get addicted, or it's not addictive in the same way that, like, benzos or anything else is. So they just, they, it's pretty easy to get a prescription for it. And it's not controlled substance, so you can order it online.
1: Cool. Awesome. Um, I would rather spend my money on, uh, maybe lithium, which I think is a controlled, controlled substance.
0: Uh, I can, I mean, it, it, it might be, but that doesn't mean you can't order it online. Let me see. Okay. <laughs> I'm checking right now if you could just order, uh, order it via the gray market. Yeah. Uh, lithium, uh, lithium carbonate. No, you can order it. Cool. Yeah.
1: Gabapentin for uh, the panic attacks. Lithium for the horrible intrusive thoughts. And you're all set. You're you're set to run a marathon.
0: And uh, you can also order your... Uh, if you are on the girl hormones, you can order that through this website. They're uh, online as well. Ooh. Nice. Uh, you cannot, you cannot, uh, boy hormones for, <laughs> for unfortunately very obvious reasons.
1: Yeah. Sorry, boys.
0: I definitely get why it's, you know, like more controlled for like cis I feel like, I don't, I, I, I guess I get it. I guess because if, 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 like, a, if, like, a uh, trans mask person is buying it, but like not actually using it, they could probably sell it to like, uh, cis Jogger or
1: whoever it is that uses liquids. right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, eh, eh, I I don't know if it's that much of a weird thing for cis men to take either. Like, so many, so many cis guys just have like hormone levels that are all over the place. I think it would help a lot of people, but. Who's Yeah to no say? I know
0: I know that's why Endurogel is uh is a thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Cause,
0: uh, it was like originally developed so that like dudes could put them on their dudes could rub it on their balls and like be uh be able to fuck more, whatever. <laughs> whatever it is that sismen are concerned with all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who who fucking knows? Who knows <laughs> the world of of the man? I would not rather have spent my money on an urn. Um Cause I think, I don't know. I think when I die, I'm just going to like, probably, you know, honestly, I'll probably do what she did at the end of the movie where just like walk into the desert or walk into the woods and just kind of chill. Um, or or rather I would, I would love for that to be what I am able to do. Uh, just kind of, just kind of decompose on the forest floor, which is a normal thing to think about. I think.
0: No, I think so. I mean, nowadays
1: <laughs> uh what would you not rather have spent your money on?
0: Uh, see, I would spend it on errands. so i can't I can't say that <laughs> I just, uh I guess I'm glad I, didn't, I, I I didn't spend that money on like um a pack of smokes because i've like I've kind of quit them enough that like if I have them on hand, they just make me more like anxious because then I'm like, well, I have these. I might as well have a cigarette. And then I ended up smoking too many, and then I ended up having a panic attack, and I turned into the... Sh- I literally was, like, earlier this week, doing the thing, or, like, I had too many cigarettes hanging out with friends, and then I was, like, at home, being like, I'm dying. <laughs> oh. I'm getting a blood clot. No!
1: Yeah, that's why, yeah, that's absolutely why I can't do cigs. They're bad for your health and bad for your uh brain, but they're very cool to do, honestly.
0: They they do just make you look so cool, is, unfortunate, is the unfortunate truth. God, anything... Don't dirt. start smoking, kids, you listen to us. But, if you do want to look cool, <laughs> <laughs> it's fast and easier to do so.
1: Yeah, it's a one-step process. Um, Yeah. So that, that closes the book on She Dies Tomorrow. She dies today, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned.
0: <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, she died yesterday.
1: <laughs> now, we have a movie that is much more dense and has uh, seemingly much more... To say, uh, "House of Hummingbird," uh, yeah. What
0: would you think, Jay? Uh, House of Hummingbird was fantastic. It was, it was, it's, it's a very good film. It is a debut film from Kim Bora. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and yeah, it's a South Korean. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like it's like a short, not not short. It's like it's like a very like simple and concept drama film. I, I've been calling it Korean. It's like I've been calling it, like, 8th grade, but, like, from a South Korean, like, director.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's 8th uh, it's grade, but better. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's 8th it's grade, but it really blows 8th grade of the out of the water, which is wild, because I did really like 8th grade, but it's like, oh, but this is just, like, crushes it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, 8th grade suffers a little bit from trying to be... I guess kind of funny um it there's like some like eighth grade has some like skits in it from what i remember where or, or not like literal skits but just like scenes where there's like a, a skit style kind of punchline, and and it really is like talking about kind of the spectacle of being cringe in middle school or whatever um whereas house of hummingbird is like a really really uh you know, like, a really dense kind of emotional portrait of the same experiences. Uh, Like, it it touches on abuse, it touches on family dynamics, it touches on, like, real-life disasters that can happen, Uh, you know, people that kind of, like, fall in and out of
0: your life. Uh, It talks about, like, gayness, like, like proto-queerness as a child. Like, it's... I I think it's yeah I think the way you put it is really is, is really good because it's, it's eighth grade is about being a cringe middle schooler but it's like it's about that in this where it's like okay but we have to establish that like you know she is kind of cringe yeah yeah uh, and not in like a way that's mocking but in a way that's like you know it, it has to establish that there is like air quotes a reason she feels that way whereas House of Hummingbird is like Eunhee uh, is is not really like there's nothing like air quotes wrong with her there's just like a a hundred small things that make her feel alienated from everyone around her
1: yeah absolutely um yeah i i completely loved this movie it was so 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 good uh and that it was for that reason where it it yeah it just portrays so well like all of these aspects of her life that are alienating her and are making her making her crazy um because there is that whole like that whole scene where she's kind of being she's not strictly being yelled at by her family her family is just kind of outside of her door they're like it's like that thing where like the dad is throwing a tantrum Uh, and, like, kind of ambiently yelling at you, but also about you, and, like, the mom is kind of, like, fighting him, but also doesn't know what to do, uh, so she, like, just has to sit in her room and, like, listen to all this shit, and she just, like, freaks out, and she, and she's just, like, there's nothing fucking wrong with me, like, everything, you know, everything is bizarre and fucked up, and, like, I'm, just trying to just trying to make it through, uh, or whatever. But
0: God, the, yeah, that, know, that, very that, good. Scene, that scene is incredible. There's, there's so many scenes like that too, where it's like the, the director really understands like what being, uh, uh, like anxious, alienated, like, like 13, 14 year old, and just like how strongly emotions come on. And how much, like, you can't really control them or understand them or convey them. Where it's, like, it's very clear that she's freaking out because of, like, a bunch of things going on in her life. But it's, like, oh, because she doesn't really know how to process her emotions, like, properly yet. This is just the moment where it's, like, this is the thing that finally, like, sets her off and, like, pulls that thread loose and just causes all of this stuff to come, like, pouring out. And there's, like, a a bunch of scenes like that. There's, like, um, my my favorite scene is, like, the scene when... um, her and her friend reconcile uh, because yeah. it's like a very sweet little scene, and it's just like, just like they don't know how to like maintain antagonism towards each other because they miss each other, but they also <laughs> don't really know how to could, like resolve the conflict that they had. So it's just like they just blurt out, they're like, "I was upset because I thought you were doing this. Well, I was upset because you did this, and it made me feel this way. Well, I don't want to be mad anymore. <laughs> well, I don't want to be mad anymore either." Uh, okay so let's be friends again <laughs> uh, such a it's it, i love when like films like this like actually know how to write like in a way that both like to an adult audience is going to be able to be like empathetic to like that but is it going to be like i'm going to have these kids talk in ways that like kids don't talk
1: yeah yeah absolutely it, it was impeccably written um that scene, oh my god, that scene is so... And, and the the fact that it's kind of precipitated by, like, the character not really being able to explain why she routed the other girl out. Because uh, basically there's a scene earlier where they shoplift from a stationery store and they get in trouble. Uh, and basically they, like, call the one girl's dad and he's just like, all right, whatever, arrest her then. And the guy's like, well, I'm not going to arrest her, fuck this. Um, but... Yeah, yeah, they get like really, really mad at each other, and they just kind of the community. There's like this communication breakdown um, that just culminates in them like having like the crying apology scene that is so, so good, so, so realistic. Definitely have experienced experienced that. Um, I also want to kind of highlight how the movie sort of portrays like familial abuse uh, because it's definitely a theme that is uh something that the director has used before there was a short film that jay sent me by the same director um i don't remember what it was called it was like something about something like Uh, recorder Recorder
0: exam i believe
1: yeah the recorder exam
0: yeah the, the recorder exam is what it's called
1: um very
0: also very good very very much so worth checking out and i'm pretty sure it's actually a prequel to this movie
1: yeah, yeah, I, it seemed like it was kind of like the same characters and like the, or like a similar, at least similar characters, like same kind of dynamics, but it's, uh, it's really interesting. If you end up checking out, if if peop, anybody listening hasn't checked out House of Having and ends up checking it out, definitely check out this other short film as well. Uh, if you like it, it touches on, um, basically, I think the same character, it might, it might still be, and he...
0: I yeah I looked into it and it's like it's a, it's hard because like this is this is like a newer film and like obviously it's a shorter film so it's less writing eye but it is um the it is uni in both mm-hmm. and the time that it's set does match up with like the ages of the characters so like she's fourteen and it's 1994 in House of Hummingbird and then she's like nine and it's 1989 in the Recorder Exam. Okay. But it's it's all those things where I I don't know if it's explicitly supposed to be like a prequel or if it's just like a short film she made and then she kind of like recycled the characters, but it's not actually supposed to be the same characters.
1: Yeah, yeah, it could be, could go either way. Um, but it's really, really very good. It it it's about uh, and he like practicing for a recorder exam, but her family is like always around and they think it's like super annoying. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, there's, like, all of this conflict throughout it where she, like, she can't really find a place to practice, um, just because everything is so, like, kind of claustrophobic in her life, uh, and it also has the theme of, like, an older brother who is just kind of a shithead and just kind of, like, orders her around for no reason, and then when she, uh, doesn't do what he says, he just hits her. Uh, And specifically, like, the thing the thing that I appreciate about it is the way that it's portrayed because it's not really portrayed as being. A lot of movies kind of steer towards this, like, very romantic view of abuse where it's like very sort of emotionally framed, Uh, whereas with these movies, it's just like a very wide shot of him, like stomping into her room and then you just like hear her yell or something like that. and you'll see her because with, like, it, a
0: bruise later, or she's, um... In, in the short, yeah. her father finds her in her wardrobe crying later.
1: Yeah. Because it, it... The the style of it really presents, like, a very specific... Kind of feeling about victimhood, I guess. Uh, to where... Like... I don't know. It, hard to explain, but it's it's not necessarily, like, being, uh... A lot of movies, like I said, want to make it, like, a, this, like, hyper-emotional thing. Um, and it is it is certainly, like, emotionally affecting, but, like, I appreciate the, like, lack of, uh, sort of, like, music. The lack of, uh, sort of, like, you know, kind of stylization and uh, just kind of making it feel like a really stupid slap fight that siblings get in that is absolutely not mutual, uh, which is... Uh, just kind of kind of places itself like at many different points along along your emotions to where it's just like kind of frustrating and annoying, but also this deeper feeling of just like man, this fucking sucks.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, and and the way in both films it like also reinforces kind of like because I think in both of them it's 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 specifically around the fact that the brother is studying. And it's sort of like, well, what I am doing is more important and is of more value than whatever you are doing. And like how it reinforces, it's like, it's abuse that like, isn't just like sibling conflict, isn't just like siblings hitting, like one sibling hitting the other. It isn't just like a matter of like the physical abuse element. It's the fact that it's like the physical abuse is a component of like her reinforcement of her placement within the family. Because uh, in both films, Absolutely. the complimenting thing is also that her older sister, like, doesn't really respect her privacy or, like, the, the fact that they share a space either. Um, in House of Hummingbird, right. her older sister is basically constantly enlisting her to, like, cover for her so that she can, like, sneak out and stuff. And then in uh, the recorder exam, it's like her, girl, her, her sister literally brings over, like, her boyfriend... And so Amy has to go sleep in the wardrobe, and her sister's like, "Oh, she just likes to do that sometimes and not like she's doing that because you were like <laughs> invading her space and she can't get sleep if you are doing that
1: and and like the same thing kind of extends to like the mother and the father of the family where like a lot of their kind of sources of stress are technically separate from the family, but they they definitely take it out on the on the family the 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 father is also like kind of verbally abusive in this like separate way. There's obviously, there's like a lot of context of his, you know, job being stressful. It's basically just about like the stress of living in, I guess, uh, you know, a really capitalist nation or whatever. And in, in a really kind of tumultuous time uh, and how there's just like an unbelievable amount of pressure on like all sides of this family uh, that compounds with like a lot of different elements a lot of uh stressful real life events and and shit like that
0: yeah i know i was i was reading on it and part of a so part of the reason why the film is um structured around the collapse or or builds towards the collapse of the bridge is because a, a big part of the theme of the movie um she said was the effects of like uh rapid modernization and I, so, my assumption is that yeah. that 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 collapse is, I assume, thus in Korea, sort of understood as having been an example of like the bridge being built too quickly or modernized too quickly, um, and so it was like a very horrifying accident that was like the cause of neglect due to like rapid capitalism, like capitalism, um, and like you can see that right. in this in this film as well, where it's like all the all the individual family members are essentially being pulled in these different directions by just rapid modernity, by just trying to adapt and survive and figure out their place in the society. And we are seeing it through the lens of the youngest daughter who is like coming up and like developing a sense of self in a, in a context in which there is no support for anything except that she needs to like not be in the way
1: yeah it's uh it's really rough uh but it's it's definitely really resonant for those reasons where she's just kind of her her life and like the things that she wants to develop about herself kind of have to like sneak through the cracks um or like through the margins of uh kind of how everyone else is trying to live their life um and you know it's not like she's kind of acting out or like Seeking romantic partners or shoplifting out of like this sort of necessity, I guess, but she just kind of is already she's in this like situation where she's already putting pressure on so many people just by existing you know just by living uh and and by kind of being in the same space as other people', so she has to kind of minimize that like where she can and and try to like act out in you know ways that maybe aren't going to affect her family but eventually kind of come around and do affect her family but um yeah just the movie the movie had like a really deft and really uh, amazing um portrayal of that and and it talks about that really 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 well uh i do really want to talk about like the teacher character because that's kind of uh almost the center point of this movie to me where she goes to a chinese calligraphy class um and at first she has like one teacher but then that teacher gets fired so she gets a substitute uh that she ends up liking a lot better uh and the substitute kind of um like gives her a lot of like personal advice and sees like all the pressure that she's under uh and is is like the first person she meets that like tries to kind of understand her um and the way that they portrayed her character was like stellar i I just thought her character was like amazing as like kind of a kind of like a centerpiece to the film
0: yeah no she's i i I really like her because it's like she's very quiet And it's very much so, like, you you get this sense that you're kind of also seeing her through Uni's eyes, where it's this sort of somewhat idealized, but also this sense of, like, you you kind of only really know, like, a bit about her. But that's really that only all she needs to know, because it's like, oh, this is a person who is, like, nice to me, and, like, actually takes, like, pays attention to me. And, like, takes an interest in, like, my development, both, like, as, like, as a student, like, overall, not just as a student within, like, my class.
1: Right. Yeah. And the way she navigates, like, the girls clearly being pissed off at each other. Um, great, great scene. Just a lot of great scenes with her. Uh, and I thought it was really important for her to kind of... uh for the movie to kind of show her like falling out of uh, the main character's life kind of suddenly. Uh, cause there's this whole sequence of events where she quits her job at the Chinese calligraphy school and she doesn't really tell Unhi about it. And the person who's running the school like tells him he like the wrong time to meet her as she's packing her stuff. And then she, uh, later on dies in the fucking, uh, bridge collapse, uh, and it's it's like a huge it's like a huge bummer, but it it is also just very <laughs> just
0: very real for like yeah, a better way to uh, kind of talk a... about it. it. It it really is like the emotional like core of the film in the sense of like basically just about like about, like how much of life is a bummer of like of bad circumstances that you don't have control over.
1: Yeah, yeah, and how. It's kind of you see this like learning experience happen with her where like you know people sometimes people who are like at the time important and like help to you know kind of shape you into the person that you're meant to be blah 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 uh, just kind of fall out of existence and it's it's uh, you know in a lot of ways it's nobody's fault technically but it's still really fucking it like sucks but it also is what it is Um, and the movie kind of uh rides the line on that really really effectively and portrays it really 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 effectively uh kind of in in a similar way to how it portrays uh in his relationship to uh another girl that she meets um at like the, she, she and her friend go to like a dancing club that's like uh you know like an all ages club and and they meet like other teenage girls who are like the same age as them uh and one of the girls makes it clear that like she has a crush on Unhi and they kind of embark on this relationship after. And he like dumps her boyfriend or something. Well, yeah, her boyfriend like it, it, kind of it's kind like of a, dumps a, it's, her. It's even
0: weirder because like I, there, there's so much that happens in this film, and like, in, and that's in a good way that I forget yeah. all these <laughs> happen. It's he basically dumps her via, like he's like very obviously an inattentive boyfriend. But then it's like, oh, okay. Like, come on. Like, you can like, you'll meet my mom, and then the mom is just immediately like, mm, you're not good enough for my boy, and like that's it. Like, the relationship is just ended <laughs> by like the mom being a piece of shit, and just or like the the mom just being like, mm, no, you're not good enough.
1: Sorry. God, so shitty. Um, yeah, but then, but then, like, that kind of culminates in in the girl that she's temporarily dating, like. Meeting up with her later on, and her being like, "Oh, you thought you... Th- oh, you thought you thought that that was gonna be a thing? No, that was like a whole... That was like a whole month ago. Why would you think I would still uh, uh. feel the same way about you or whatever?" Which is just like,
2: it's crushing. so... Bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's really uh, a lot of the movie is like that. Um, but I mean, like you know, that's also. <laughs> That's also kind of a real like teenager experience. I mean, you know, uh but just yeah, points to this movie for like portraying that and writing that. Uh it's really funny, but it's also really It's also <laughs> it's also how dare you. really really <laughs> sad. There's like a whole hospital subplot too where she has to get surgery. Yeah,
0: which is which is where really, the uh, the image uh, of her with the the thing on her. It's also like she has to gets surgery and it's it's almost treated as like something she has to undertake and embark on entirely on her own like her family's like really bad at like supporting her on it and it's kind of implied that it's like possibly like a pretty serious medical issue
1: yeah like the biopsy comes back and the guy's like uh you gotta go to a better hospital <laughs> and then she's like
0: it's you know she's 14 she doesn't really understand it and her parents are like oh well, you know yeah well we'll make sure you get there and then i think there's like this scene where like they, they break down crying because it's like Whatever, whatever this thing that she's getting treated is for, it's not good, <laughs> and it could go really, really bad. Yeah, and like everyone is kind of just yeah. like not to her face taking it seriously, so she's not really sure how to feel about it.
1: Yeah, that that performance aspect on the part of the parents was really excellent because, like, when you when you when it first becomes kind of a plot point, the mom is just kind of like laying on the couch and she's like. She has the, this like really varying level of attention on it, and like she obviously like she takes it seriously a little bit, but she doesn't really know how to feel yet, and she's also just like fucking tired because like that's because just the a life constant... that
0: she lives. Is yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: so it it just it's it's the specific thing of like a family that is just kind of like battening down the hatches and just like barely holding itself together it's just like being like oh what now (laughs) you know yeah Um, Uh. and and the way that the way that they're kind of portrayed is just like being just like having to roll through like that source of stress and like the source of stress of like the sister almost being in the older sister almost being in uh the bridge collapse Collapse.
0: oh oh i forgot about that because like they try to reach her and they can't yeah. Oh, God.
1: And that's, like, the only time that you see the brother show really any emotion. Like, he's crying and, like...
0: He, like, d- starts crying, like, immediately. Just, like... Which which I kind of like, because it's, like... It, it sort of suggests that, like, as shitty as he is and as much of his behavior seems, like, very... uh Like, um, unemotional... That, to me, kind of suggests that, like, oh, maybe he's actually running just, like, at 90% stress capacity. Yeah. And so, like, all it takes is that one thing, and then he's just, like, too stressed, doesn't know what to do, just breaks down crying.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, I mean, like, that's... The movie is so strong for all of that stuff because it's... I mean, you know, that's just kind of what being in a family is. Like, sometimes you're just, like... Sometimes you just, like, feel like an alien, and it's just like, do these people even fucking like me Uh, but, you know, then it kind of certain things kind of show through in how you handle stress together. And, uh, you know, things are kind of, things can be kind of frayed and made more difficult by, uh, the outside world. But, uh, I don't know. It's very, it's very complicated. And the, the way, like a lot of movies kind of don't even try to split the difference in that way. Like they try to either portray a family that is unilaterally loving or unilaterally abusive. Uh, and in this movie, um, there's room for all of it, uh, which is really, really stellar and really, uh, really amazing.
0: I, I will say like, I, this is a director. I'm very excited to see what else she does because she's not like every bit you things that she's put out. I've really enjoyed. Um, yeah. I, oh, I did really like, there's like a, there's like a background subtext, uh, of, um, Housing development and like the the development and like the way in which that is like driving people out of their homes essentially. There's this a uh, set of buildings that she follows a lot that have these signs on them that are essentially like, "We live here, like yeah. you can't drive us out, like please don't." And there's like a, a part where she's walking for a teacher and she asks about it and the teacher is like, "Oh." um it's it's people trying to protest so that they don't get kicked out of their homes and she just goes like why are people trying to kick them out of their homes and the teacher just goes like i don't know it's weird it's <laughs> just just showed up he's like was like that's a great question <laughs>
1: <laughs> god yeah that's thank you for pointing that out that's like a really it, it's like a subtle thing it, it shows up in like two or three scenes uh but yeah there's these huge huge signs um like written in red paint where they're they're just like it's just it's this kind of passive protest that everybody has to like walk by and then like in the last one of the last scenes um all of the signs are like torn up and shit god yeah really really big bummer but definitely like another point of like another point of like social social pressure like world pressure that would uh, that helps to kind of contextualize, like what the family is experiencing, and like possibly what the parents are experiencing, like you know behind behind their kids' backs, like not strictly, you know, necessarily like housing issues, but just kind of uh, a, a, like a really cannibalizing society that they have that they have to be performing well, or else they'll you know get kicked out of their homes or you know shit like that
0: I, I i love the part where she brings the food to the teacher too and she like echoes the things her dad said earlier when he was complaining about like some customer who always gives him shit he's like we have the best like fresh rice da, 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 and then the <laughs> teacher compliments the food she just like repeats what her dad said it's like really cute <laughs> it's like a really cute detail
1: oh my god yeah the that- That was really good.
0: Even like this one, like the the uncle who shows up, like just blacked out drunk at the start of the film. And then, like, later they have to attend his funeral. it, it, It really is like also, I think, captures this idea of just like how when you're young, it feels like things are constantly happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Like, like, just as you're becoming uh, old enough to be conscious of, like, what is going on, not just, like, outside of your immediate family, but, like, within your immediate family, and just how it suddenly starts to make everything feel like, oh, everything is just, everything is constantly happening. Like, people are constantly just coming and going. Things are constantly changing. Uh, your relationships to other people are constantly, like at risk and or growing and or like suddenly disappearing it's just it's a very it's a very sweet film that is just occupying this moment in a child's life
1: yeah it's so it's so so good um that's like yeah that's like yet another piece of set dressing of of just like i i just really really um you know A little bit broken record, but it's the way that the movie kind of dances around these, like, sources of pressure to where, like, you can obviously tell that they're there, uh, but it doesn't directly, uh, it doesn't directly show them, and it kind of, like, talks around them, Um, because didn't the uncle, like, commit suicide, or was it something else? It was, like... Because he was obviously, in the scene where you see him, he's, like, really disturbed and, like, really, you know, really, really, really drunk and really upset. He's
0: obviously not doing well. I uh, I'd have to go back and, like, rewatch the scene where they talk about it. Because, like, I think it might be that it's either implied that he might have killed himself or that it was, like, an accident or that it was something that happened, like, immediately after he left the home. So there's, like, an air of guilt about it that they, like, should have done something to stop him.
1: Yeah. Yeah so it's uh, it's you know. I, I
0: definitely remember the dialogue being set up in a way to imply that like the family has a sense of guilt of like feeling like they failed him from stopping him so that it was something related to either his alcoholism or that night or like depression another thing that i, I do really like about this film is that it, it it's, it's weird to say like i like that it's a film with like a gay character but it's not a gay film because i don't mean that in like the annoying way where people are like why do they have to make such a big deal about the character's sexuality? But it, it's more that it's like it's. I would definitely qualify this as a gay film because I think if you're uh, an LGBTQ person, like you probably, you probably can relate a lot to the feeling of being uh, starting to enter puberty and feeling confusingly alienated and unable to understand people. Yeah. Um, and I, but I I like that one of the aspects of that is the fact that there's this burgeoning, like, uncertainty about her sexuality. There's the the person, the, the girl she meets. There's obvious, um, somewhat implied romantic interest in her friend, possibly. There's the very obvious, like, crush on her teacher, which her teacher... Um, I, I don't think, like, her teacher encourages it. Like, I've go, like... The, the teacher seems to probably pick up on it, and it's just aware that like, oh, this is... This is a scroll girl crush. It's fine. Like I, I'm setting firm boundaries on this. Like yeah. I will come visit her in the hospital because I know it'll mean a lot to her. But like, it's definitely like very like oh, you know, like this is this is it's unusual that I'm getting it from a female student. But like that's this is a thing that happens, right? Um, and so when I say like, it's, but it's not like a big thing about it is that it's like it's it's sort of threaded through the film as just another aspect of her life which is contributing to this uncertainty on where she is in her life.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to, yeah, it, it's, it's a little hard to, I guess, explain or whatever, but uh, yeah, I, I totally get what you mean. And I totally agree with you where like, there is a lot of confusion uh, as like, uh, specifically as kind of like a bit of a younger teen, as to like you have experiences that are you know quotes like in quotes here like gay um but they kind of like for some of the experiences like the rug is pulled out from under you and you and you don't really necessarily like think of yourself in in like clear terms like that it's just like oh i this is just like a really complicated like symptom of my uh like weirdness uh, or my my non normativeness or whatever, uh, so it 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 just becomes this like really weird sort of bundle of like feelings and shit,
0: um, feelings and shit. Uh, <laughs> I, it's it's it, it's just another thing where it's like she's she is proto developing an identity, so she's not really at a point where she is like yeah ah I I am bi. She's just at a point of like. I have feelings for this person and I literally like barely know my, and I'm like too dissociated from myself to know what that means.
1: Yeah. To know why or like, yeah. Or what could be causing them or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was, yeah, that was like a really, that's part of the dynamic with her teacher specifically that I, that is, you know, it, it's like a texture that makes it so much more real. Um, cause who hasn't been there, uh, like a... it, it,
0: it happens. It's just the the old the old crush on the teacher.
1: Yeah,
0: I I think like that makes sense because it's like when you're when you're starting to have a burgeoning like sexual identity, it's like well, okay, if you if you aren't imprinting on another teenager, and you're more likely to imprint on an adult, it's going to be either a media figure or the only other adults who are in your life that you're not physically related to which your teachers.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We haven't really talked about her uh kind of short-lived like or not not actually short-lived, but like weird her weird relationship with like the boy that she dates um that is like weirdly off and on and like uh, just kind of <laughs> just kind of depressing.
0: It's such a like teen relationship thing of like one of them being way into it yeah and a very like this is this is my my one my <laughs> one and only and then being like I don't know maybe uh I mean like I like being like around you but right. like I guess we could like make out <laughs> Just, like, uh, com- completely just, like, uninterested in a relationship, but not understanding that, like... <laughs> that, like, that, you don't have to be in a relationship with somebody just because they want to be in one with you.
2: <laughs>
0: but not being able to, like, not take advantage of that, I guess, Frank Miller put it. Uh, the it's, part... The, the film really knows just how much uh, kids that age have too many emotions and zero ability to explain. (laughs) Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Just zero, (laughs) no way to like navigate that kind of stuff. But the scene where she's like recording the mixtape and she's just like, this is day 118 of our relationship. Uh, I mean like there were, you know, there were some days where uh, you just weren't talking to me at all. uh, And you know, so it's kind of like, but, but you know, I I guess I still count that. And it's just, (laughs) Uh, and then also really funny that she holds the microphone up to the speaker to record. Uh, God, so
0: <laughs> sorry. I, I love I love that detail of her making him a mixtape, and it's yeah, it's it is it is transferring it in the most like holding a microphone up to like and, and like recording little lines in between it, like she's like emceeing their mixtape. <laughs>
1: uh yeah yeah so many really great like character relationship portraits um the the movie the movie like really confidently progresses along along those lines with like how she you know her her dynamics with everybody uh so they're all like really entertaining and like really really meaty in that same way uh so yeah definitely definitely recommend this one uh any other I don't know any other any other any other plot threads that we've left out there's like so many plot threads in this movie which sounds like y- you know usually that's kind of maybe it's, not it, the greatest it, thing but in this movie it, it really pulls it off
0: it, yeah it, it was a thing where I say I, I will say like on that regard like there's there's a lot in this film and the first time I tried to watch it it put me off and then I like returned to it cause I was like ah, I was like there's things about that like I liked. So, like so I came back I think I got like 30 minutes in maybe the first time and I was so glad I did because it's like it it lays a lot of groundwork early on that yeah. bec- that blossoms into a very 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 good film. But it 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 will seem in those first thirty minutes like it's like oh this is going to be an, an aimless film of a lot of things that happen that don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It it's just very very it just is setting up a lot of things for it. And I think the director's even like said somewhere like oh yeah maybe like I maybe I made the film a little longer than it needs to be, but it's. It's good. It's a good film. I I, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend yeah. checking it out and checking out the uh, short film The Recorder. Yeah. K-Sam.
1: Yeah. When when I first sat down to watch it, I, when I first sat down to watch Ho- uh, House of Hummingbird, I was a little bit intimidated by the runtime, but I ended up kind of watching it as like a mini series like I would watch about 30 minutes and then I would pause and then I would go do something, watch th- watch another 30, pause, go eat um and normally i would never recommend anybody like do that for a movie but it actually like really really like worked out like like if this director and writer really wanted to make um like a series that was similar to this like i would be completely i would be like completely on board Uh, oh yeah i
0: do she could absolutely make like a really good miniseries like she i I think she has the chops for it and i think she i mean The short film could easily be, like, an episode in a mini series. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Or she could just keep making movies with the same character or an actor and, and like, just do, like, some boyhood shit. That would be really cool, actually. I was going to say,
0: that would be really cute, actually.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Boyhood, but good, and about a girl.
0: Oh, interesting. I I was was saying, apparently, the director uh, said, like, part of what inspired the film was she... Because like a lot of the film is very obviously drawn from like memoiric stuff, like there's these little bits and pieces that she takes from it. Uh, but I guess uh what inspired the film was um, she had like a nightmare while living in New York about like her childhood, like just like some some trauma like met like nightmare kind of thing, and was just like, oh, I need to make a movie to like deal with it, to process this.
1: That's really really cool. That's actually like an amazing. I feel like dreams and like nightmares and shit is like an amazing place for like drawing inspiration from. Like that's where all of the uh kind of unfinished ideas and shit uh that I really like uh have come from for me. So that that makes a lot of sense. That sounds that tracks. Um it's really fucking cool though. I'm gl- I'm very very I'm very glad that she made this film because it was very yeah. highly relatable and very um you know very uh very very helpful in in kind of and kind of the same way that i hope it you know helped her to make uh it, it portrayed it portrayed in a way that i really liked uh just a lot of difficult experiences that teenagers go through um which is not usually a movie that i like to see you know thousands and thousands and thousands of reiterations of but like i yeah. this feels like you know to date the definitive one for me personally
0: um I I'm really I think we'll probably see more from, from her too cuz I was just looking at her Wikipedia page. Uh and this movie received uh about 59 awards from various prestigious film festivals. Yeah. <laughs> all,
1: cool.
0: all over literally all over the like all over the world. Just like this movie was winning awards left and right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Uh it stylistically it did remind me of like a couple other movies um i i hate to bring up i hate to bring up another director's name for like uh name comparison purposes or whatever but uh li chang who did uh burning and uh poetry and secret sunshine
2: uh,
0: yeah i i was actually i was actually thinking that that reminded me a bit of uh of sunshine and i was like and then it reminded me like oh i need to watch or i think it's secret sunshine right yeah secret sunshine Uh, I need to watch Burning still, but yeah, no, it it definitely gave me off that same sort of like slow burn where you you kind of feel like, oh, is this going to be like a a sleepy movie? And then you're like, oh, no, this is a very upsetting movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it like uh, it it reminded me a little bit of poetry um, where I actually didn't like poetry as much as I liked House of Hummingbird. I thought House of Hummingbird had a lot more uh a, 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 a like wider spectrum of like humanity to it than poetry did uh cuz poetry does feel a little bit like you're uh you know peeping on like some really depressing shit in someone's life <laughs> but yeah. um i i i just i i just think that like the the really kind of understated style and like the wide still shots and like all of that stuff uh for is like a really great vehicle for this type of drama and this type of like really really textured you know kind of gritty um type of stuff uh another movie i'll I'll, I'll include like a little mini mini review of uh, a movie that also came out recently out of japan called a girl missing which does the same thing where it's like very little music still shots personal human drama um which to kind of compare and contrast like a girl missing is like a good movie technically but uh is also, like, same problem as poetry, but, like, way worse, where it's just like, uh, oh, this <laughs> this movie is about suffering, so watching it is suffering. Uh, um, and, oh. but, like, uh, it's definitely, if you if you really, really liked uh, House of Hummingbird and also poetry, definitely check out A Girl Missing, because it's about, like, how conservative attitudes, um, uh, affect women and make, you know, people kind of paranoid and turn against each other and, and all of this other shit. Um I thought it was I thought it was horrifyingly depressing, but it, but you know maybe someone out there will will like it. But point being, point being, this is a really powerful style, and I'm really happy to see more movies, uh, kind of in that wheelhouse.
0: I, I am really hoping between because I get uh, between this and like Lee Hong Gong and Parasite getting all the accolades, like I I am excited to see Western film distributors maybe uh, start taking Korean film seriously enough that it's easier to see over here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would love to be able to watch movies like House of Hummingbird at, like, um, uh, you know, not like I'm itching to go to a mainstream theater, but I I feel like it should have... We need to just get over the fucking subtitle thing. Just shut the fuck up, everybody. Like,
0: (laughs) It's it's, it's, it's insane to me, but it's still an issue when everybody watches movies with subtitles now anyway. (laughs) Yeah!
1: (laughs) like everyone I know turns in the Netflix subtitles when the movie is already in English. It's like, you know, hopefully, hopefully as the older generations die out and millennials are, um, millennials with their ADHD over, uh, it becomes more of a thing to just have subtitled movies show up in, in places where people are able to fucking watch them. Uh,
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> that would be cool. Or, or you don't have to go to like a $40 film festival to to see what what five korean films have been brought over to america this year yeah. <laughs> yeah, as we, we're, and we're just not really seeing i don't know I, I i i say we're not really seeing movies like this from america uh anytime soon but i'm like i'm sure if i thought about it i'm like oh yeah there's there's still some there's there's still good western yeah i
1: mean <laughs> I never rarely sometimes always is like it, it's not the same style but it's the same uh It's the same. It's a similar level of realism and a similar and a similar level of compassion for its characters. Um, Mission
0: Teeth is also really good for that. Which, by the way, uh, is on Canopy. If people saw our last review of it and wanted to watch it, uh, sign up for a library card and see if your local library has Canopy. It's free ninety
1: nine.
0: it is zero dollars and zero cents, and they get a lot of good independent films. And honestly, probably a good chance that they'll get House of Hummingbird at some point too. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Why not? They, they tend, they tend to, they tend to be pretty decent about picking up uh, like newer, newer international films that otherwise would like probably not really get put onto fucking Netflix or
1: sure, yeah. <sighs> whatever. God, fucking Amazon Prime.
0: Whatever. Man. Fuck Amazon, Prime. <laughs> Fuck Amazon. <laughs> Fuck you, bizzos. Amazon, More like Amazon, Amazon crime. Am I right?
1: <laughs> wow. If you think about it, that is what it is like. Yeah, what would you rather have spent your money on than uh, House of Hummingbird?
0: Uh, I, I would rather have spent my money on um, maybe like if I had gotten the option to see Secret Sunshine, like in theaters or something. Mm-hmm. Cause now, now I'm thinking about it, I'm just thinking about how good that film is. And I'm like, oh, this there is that criterion like release of it. Maybe like if it goes like on sale and I can get it on like Blu-ray. Right. You know, I might I might be down for that. Yeah. Uh and I'm glad I didn't spend my money on uh that shirley jackson movie that i recommended to you that apparently uh fucking sucked
1: <laughs> oh god yeah that movie fucking sucked uh which i which i hate to say because i love elizabeth moss so much what a fucking goddamn nightmare that's like the exact style of movie like the exact opposite style of movie to house of hummingbird definitely
0: so might be a problematic take. I, I think that if I had just clicked on the director's name, I would have known better because uh, one of her big debut films was a documentary called By the Way, and that's by spelled D I.
2: No!
1: Oh my god, my headphones fell off from how bad that is.
0: And just just the idea of just like, do you want to see a movie by a person who directed a, a, a movie, who made a documentary? About being bisexual? No. <laughs> no. No, thank you. I'm all good. That's. I can go on Twitter for that. Right. I like to be clear. If somebody made up a film in like 2008 that was just called like "By the Gay" and it was just a movie about <laughs> being gay, I would also think that that's really stupid. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, come on. Because it's like that's like that's not a concept for a documentary. That's like an entire subjective like identity. Which you cannot capture in, like, 90 minutes. <laughs> like, you've <laughs> got to go a little bit more narrow in your focus than that. Yeah. Lastly, here's a line from it. Lastly, in San Antonio, Texas, Josh Eleven fears his gay father will reject him if he pursues his growing interest in girls. Fuck you, 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 fuck you,
1: fuck you. Oh, my God. That's, why are you Why are
0: you encouraging an eleven year old to believe that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, why are you the filmmaker allowing a child to say that on screen and you not immediately go, "That's not gonna. That's that's not gonna happen." Also, oh you're eleven. God. Like what? Pursue what? I, <laughs> I love
1: my dead homophobic son. Well, <laughs> I would not rather have spent my, mo- my movie my money on that at all. At all, at all, uh, and I guess I would rather spend my money on. Um, honestly, Chinese calligraphy lessons seem pretty useful. I, you know, I'd love to learn the 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 main one thousand. Uh, I think I actually signed up for a website to start learning that shit. And you
0: can um, uh, you can go to the local library here. Uh, you can do Linda. Oh I'll yeah, like yeah. The DA. So they might have something like
1: that. Another another service available to library cardholders. Linda, a resource for learning things. Learned some things in quarantine. I learned how to do a Blender 3D modeling. I'm not very good <laughs> at it, but, but but you learned it. But I learned it. <laughs> so I think that's about it. Uh, you know, two interesting interesting little movies. Um definitely check out house of hummingbird and you know, check out two dice tomorrow. If it sounds like your bag. I'm, uh,
0: I'm, I'm excited for us to get to our, our, our next films as well. Uh, yeah. and also speaking of international cinema, our next episode of throws it back.
1: Yes. Throws It that back our Patreon exclusive $5 and up tier, uh, show, uh, yeah, this month I we I just kind of uh, you know closed my eyes and uh, threw the dart at the dartboard and uh, picked a director and the director that I kind of wanted to check out more stuff from was Abbas Kiarostami who is probably the most famous uh, Iranian director um, who's responsible for a lot of a lot of really really cool stuff. I've seen two of his movies, um, but go check our Patreon. There's a poll act. I, it might be still be active. I'm not really
0: sure, but. All of the movies that he has in that are, are actually also available to the Criterion Collection. So yeah. that's what we're going to be doing next month. Uh, and then we'll have uh, even, you know, people uh, first supposed to be to get to hear these episodes several days early. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Uh, three days. I don't know why I said several. As if it <laughs> <laughs> it it it's a random but uh, the dart when how how often it goes up so bad right yeah, about three days early um and you also get to vote on throws it back for five dollars and up tier. uh and if you're already on our patreon and are listening to this three days early thank you thank you
1: what's up yay <laughs> love it but thank you so much for listening thus far thank you for supporting <laughs> like comment subscribe uh, uh,
0: hit,
1: the, hit the hit the bell notification. Hit uh, <laughs> the notification bell to get be notified when all of our stuff goes uh, up on the, the the YouTube. Um, yeah. I'm Burrow I'm Jay
2: Burr-Hutt. Bye. Bye.